0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: January 23rd, 1994. AFC Championship Game. Buffalo, New York. An overtime win against the Steelers in Arrowhead. The snap is a good one. Ball put down, the kick is up, end over end. It is hey! a hey! The Chiefs are going to Houston. What a game, I can't believe it. Got the cold chills, baby. A 21-point fourth quarter comeback in Houston for the divisional round. Double tight ends, handoff, Marcus, Marcus over the middle. First down run, 20, 6, 8, 15, 10, 5, touchdowns! The only thing that stood between us and destiny, the Buffalo Bills. I was just a rookie, but walking into that stadium, I was sure we were going to the Super Bowl. Behind Marty, Joe, Marcus, Willie, Derek, and Neil. Montana was whacked hard and is down and not getting up. Holding on to his uh, face mask and in terrific pain. Joe is... As I said, he is not moving. 30 years later, here we are again. We're in hell right now. Believe me, we can stay here or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. And just like the last time, we're the underdogs. That's right, underdogs.
3: The inches we need are everywhere around us. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces
2: for that inch. Two rings, two MVP trophies, and, well, 13 seconds. The kick is good. It's going overtime. Oh, my
4: gosh. This is the most perfect quarterback play maybe ever. I mean, this is unbelievable back and forth. To the end zone. For the win, he caught it.
2: Ball game. Chiefs to the championship game. It's time to right the wrongs of 1994. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy
3: who will go that inch with you. Hell, yeah. You're going to see a guy... Who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him.
2: It's time to hit him in the mouth. It's time for payback. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. Chiefs, Bills, Sunday night in Buffalo on 610 Sports Radio and 106.5 The Wolf. Hit somebody in the freaking mouth. I'm not afraid. I'm not Congratulations afraid to on
1: getting your 9 to stand. 5. Thank you so much for listening. It is The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and The Odyssey app. My name is Karenson Harrison. Very excited to be here with you for this 5 o'clock hour. Coming up in about 15 minutes, if you missed it, we'll play the best of our conversation with Nick Wright. I certainly want you to hear what he has to say On your drive home, there is no one in the national media that is more positive of the Kansas City Chiefs than Nick Wright, my brother. Very happy to play that for you here coming up in a bit. There was an audio clip that I heard at the very beginning of the week, and it has sort of been in the back of my mind all week. It was a conversation between Nate Burleson and Patrick Mahomes. And Nate Burleson asked Patrick Mahomes a fun question. He said, do you enjoy being the hero at home or do you enjoy going on the road and playing the villain? Here's what Patrick Mahomes said back in July to Nate Burleson. I, I like to be the villain a little bit. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Me too. No, yeah. It's uh obviously it's cool arrowhead to be the hero of um, and win the games and, and be able to host the AFC Championship trophy. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just as fun, no offense to any of my division opponents, to go to their places and win those games. And so uh it's uh it's definitely uh, – it both are great, but uh, even though I, I have the smile, I like being the villain sometimes. The biggest message that I have today as we get ready for this game, and after Nick, we will break this game down, is as a Chief fan, I want you to fully embrace and accept what you are now. You are the villain. For so long in this city, you looked at other teams as being the villain whether it was Peyton Manning in the Indianapolis Colts, whether it was Peyton Manning when he went to the Denver Broncos, John Elway, Tom Brady, you guys are certainly well aware of the names. You should take great pride in the fact that now you are that team for so many other people. We have thrown so many different names. Josh Allen is maybe the sixth different quarterback that they have tried to make the Brady and Manning comparison to. It started with Deshaun Watson. At one point, it was Baker Mayfield, and we kept telling the same story about that game they played that one time in college. It was Lamar Jackson. They have thrown that out for eight different quarterbacks in the AFC. None of them have a Super Bowl ring. Every single fan base is chasing after what you now have. You are the villain. When this run first started, Kansas City was the pesky underdog. They had this quarterback out of Texas Tech that somehow kind of came out of nowhere. Not really a quarterback that I would say the casual college football fan talked about. And all of a sudden you look up and that quarterback won MVP and wait, they're in the AFC championship game. You're talking about this is a franchise that hadn't been to the Super Bowl since 1970. And they were playing the New England Patriots who always went to the Super Bowl. Everybody was cheering for you. Fast forward five years later, and now you are the one that has the superstar, pop star girlfriend. You are the one that has been to three Super Bowls in the last four years. You are the one that has two rings. You are the one that has the quarterback that is constantly in commercials. Whenever you watch NFL games, you did it. You want to know the reason why you hate the Yankees so much? It's because they win all the time. You want to know why you hate the Lakers so much? or why you hate the New England Patriots or Duke or North Carolina, it's because they win all the time. That is now the way that other people feel about the Kansas City Chiefs. You have made it. You have arrived. This is what you want. No one is rooting against Tampa Bay this weekend. No one is rooting against Detroit or Green Bay. No other fan base wants to see your team win because you win too much. The refs are now in your back pocket, even though this season they have called seven roughing the passers for Josh Allen and just one for Patrick Mahomes. Like the narrative has gotten that out of whack that the raw numbers and data of what roughing the pass are, people don't care they cheat for the Chiefs. This is what you want. There are very few teams that ever get to feel the way that you feel right now. There is a fan base out there that has circled a game against you and nothing else matters. There are Bills fans that if their team wins, this will be the greatest thing that they have ever experienced. You've experienced two Super Bowls. You've hosted a parade. They've never had a parade in Buffalo for their football team. So I think the theme of this week is just accept and be the villain. This Kansas City Chiefs team has to go into one of the more hostile environments in the National Football League. Leave them disappointed. I just saw the video. They had a two hour long wait of people wanting to help shovel the snow. Can you imagine? Number one, you gave them $630 million in public money to help them build the stadium. They now want to give you $20 and a bowl of Campbell's soup to help shovel the snow. You do all that to go to the game, and you leave, and your team lost? That will warm my heart to know that you did that for somebody else. That's what Patrick Mahomes is talking about. He has got to be the hero in almost every single story of his career. Every single story. Whether it's the AFC Championship game, whether it's the Super Bowl, This is the first time that he really has the opportunity to put the knife through somebody else's heart. This is game of Thrones. This team that they are going to play. They want to take everything that the chiefs have built and accomplished over the last five years on Sunday. I think the chiefs are going to embrace that challenge. I am picking the chiefs for a couple of different reasons. Number one, History says that being on the side of Patrick Mahomes is usually the right side to be on. He has played 15 postseason games. The Chiefs have won 12 of them. Being on his side is the right side to be. The Chiefs have an extra two days rest. I think that really matters at this point in the season. I think we saw that with Kansas City down the stretch, especially a team that has played as much football as Kansas City has over the last four years. Having those extra two days to rest up and prepare I think are paramount in this. Buffalo is coming in as beat up and battered as any of the remaining teams in the postseason. Listen to their injury report.
2: All right, as you guys have probably already heard from an injury standpoint, injury update standpoint. So, Gabe Taylor, Rapp, Christian Benford, um, Baylen Specter, all uh, are ruled out. And the rest of them uh, at least have a chance to play, and and we'll see how today and the next couple of days unfold here.
1: So you get an extra couple of days to prepare. You are the healthier team. They are the more banged-up team. You trust your quarterback more in this situation. This is a game in which you can go in there And you can create a lifelong of hurt and disappointment, and now you get the opportunity to give that to another fan base the same way that it was given to you. You finally get to be John Elway. Some of you hate John Elway with the passion for how he made you feel in the 90s. I want there to be a kid that grows up cheering for the Buffalo Bills that they have that same level of hatred for Patrick Mahomes. You want to know why? because his dad took him to the game, and it was his first playoff game, and he left because it was a 27-21 heartbreaking loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Earlier today, we got the opportunity to catch up with my guy, Nick Wright, of FS1 and First Things First. Our conversation started with, we had Jeremy White on the show yesterday of WGR in Buffalo, and I asked him, who do Bills fans hate more? Is it Patrick Mahomes or Nick Wright? And he said, Nick Wright. I told Nick that. Here's what he had to say.
3: Oh, it's Bills fans. I mean, it's Bills fans. because And, I mean, it, just because I've been consistently right about them. Now, I was wrong at the end of this year when I thought that when they fell to 6-6, six and six, I said they were dead. They weren't going to make the playoffs. Uh, and they obviously did. But how sweet it is that they did make the playoffs, they do finally have hope, and then Mahomes is going to snuff it out for them again and send them all into an existential crisis when they realize the worst year for the Chiefs is better than the best year for Buffalo, when they realize that Josh Allen's biggest win was actually a loss in his game to Kansas City. And here's the, Allen has had some unbelievable postseason moments in games. What he's never done is win a duel. Allen's five postseason wins. The first one was against Philip Rivers when Rivers was on the Colts. The second one was against Lamar Jackson in a 17-3 game when Allen had 209 total yards. The third one was against Skyler Thompson. The fourth and, oh, I'm sorry, no, I left out Mac Jones, Skyler Thompson. And then, of course, last week when they beat, uh, who the hell did they beat last? Oh, it was Mason Rudolph. So, the, the idea that he he's never stared across the field from a great quarterback and won I guess except for the Lamar game and Lamar has his own postseason problems and now they're gonna, Bills fans are going to be dealing with the fact that in back to back years in round two an opposing AFC you know all pro caliber quarterback went into their building and beat them.
1: Nick, just as someone who grew up a Chiefs fan and obviously knows their history and went through all the playoff disappointment, doesn't it finally feel good that, like, you can be the bully for somebody else? Like, we talked about this a couple of days ago. Like, Chiefs fans have those games. You know, no punt game, Marcus Mariota, Andrew Luck. Like, doesn't it feel good that, like, you are now that to Buffalo, 13 seconds, Josh Allen is 0-2 against the Chiefs in the postseason. Like, all the pain that you have felt as a fan, you now inflict that on another team.
3: Well, listen, I don't want to bully anybody, but, yeah, it feels effing awesome. I love it. And I love that all of a sudden, you know, folks are like, oh, it's rigged for the Chiefs. The fact that the Chiefs are the new Patriots, up to and including everyone thinking the refs are in the tank for the Chiefs. The difference is the refs actually were in the tank for the Patriots. Give me a break. We all saw it. Like, I just, I, yeah. And it, it, it is as someone who, and this is the thing. This is where my colleagues and the rest of the sports media needs to put some gosh darn respect on Patrick Mahomes' name. If I may, Carrington, just remind the audience what these 15 playoff games have been. Game one, he walks into a playoff game for a team that has not been to a conference championship game in a quarter century, and has not hosted it in its entire franchise history, and immediately gets us there, and then we host the next five straight. Game two down 14-0 to the legend Bill Belichick and Tom Brady at halftime, executes three separate fourth-quarter comebacks, including one with less than 30 seconds remaining, lose the coin toss in overtime, lose the game, and don't make the NFL go change the rules. Game three, down 24-0 before the half, lead at halftime. Game four, down 10-0 before the half, lead at halftime. Game five, down 10 with six and a half left in the Super Bowl. Win by more than 10. Game six, get choked out on the field against Baker Mayfield. Win the game anyway. Game seven, after the Baker Mayfield game, was, oh, the blowout the Bills in the AFC title game. Game eight, the one bad one, the one tough one, the Super Bowl. Then we're right back. Game nine, five touchdowns better than a bye against Pittsburgh. A perfect performance in The next round, oh, the 13-second game against Buffalo, and then the tough second half against Cincinnati. And that then brings us to last year, where he's playing a perfect game against Jacksonville, gets his ankles damn near broken, comes back the next week with no wide receivers, executes a game-winning drive. Then in the Super Bowl, down 10 again, has a perfect second half, and last week plays the greatest cold-weather game. It is under zero-degree game in NFL history. That's who our quarterback is. So the idea... That anyone could go into any game when he has a great defense and think they're not the favorite, think they, that they should not be the heavy favorite, they're out of their minds.
1: Right now, we're talking to Nick Wright, FS1. First things first, preaching the gospel of the Chiefs advancing in the AFC playoffs. Nick, I'm curious your thoughts on this because Rob laughed at this take yesterday. I look at Josh Allen as exactly what I thought Cam Newton was going to be. When Cam Newton came out of Auburn, I thought he was going to be the best quarterback in the league. I looked at his skill set and thought that he was the future. That he was going to revolutionize the position. Cam was very good. Cam won MVP. He wasn't what Josh Allen is. He only had one season where he threw 4,000 yards, only had one season in which he had 30 or more touchdown passes. I feel like they are very comparable runners, but Josh Allen is the better passer. I know you are very, very high on Kansas City. Give me one thing that Buffalo can do in this game that scares you.
3: Well, the Josh Allen quarterback-driven runs and the Josh Allen scrambles that end in runs, those those are terrifying plays. And one of the reasons Buffalo gets better as the year goes on historically is because they in the last few years have started having Josh run more later in the year, and that's hard to deal with, which is why it was such a disadvantage theoretically in the first matchup that there was no Bolton and no Tranquil and that the the Chiefs were in that spot. Those guys, the Chiefs linebacking core, you know, has to have an excellent game. And so I, you know, I give – I give Buffalo credit to a degree. My pushback on Buffalo is not anti-Buffalo as much as it is anti the media continuing to pretend they're something they're not. I listened all week to how the Bills' 14-point win against a 10-win Steeler team on its third-string quarterback without T.J. Watt was a reason they were so Gary and the Chiefs' 19-point win over an 11-win six seed was a yawn. What else? You know what? What else is the big news of the day? I listened all year about how the Chiefs, at 11 and six in the division champion, had a broken offense, which was ranked ninth in the league in yards. And nobody said the Bills had a broken defense, which was ranked ninth in the league in yards en route to their 11-win division championship season. And as far as Josh Allen goes. I, in my life, we've just never – he's the only quarterback I've ever seen that is, ju- that is discussed and judged purely on the ceiling and not what the floor is and also what the median performance is. And if they lose – here's the pr- hard part for the Bills, and we did this on the show today briefly, and Chiefs fans will remember this era. Uh, if the Bills lose this game – they are the Phillip Rivers, Ladanian Tomlinson Chargers. They win 12, 13 games. I know they didn't this year. The, the, they, they have a bye some years. They have a good seed. And they lose in the playoffs to the legends. That Chargers team, in a four-year stretch, made one AFC title game. They lost to Brady twice. They lost to Big Ben once. I think they lost to the Jets another time. I'm not sure whatever it was but they hit their head on the ceiling of the fact you have a true legendary player in your conference and a couple other hall of fame caliber guys. And so if the bills lose this game, there's some real soul searching going on and it's going to have to start immediately.
1: Nick, one thing that's been really interesting to me this week in all of our conversations about Josh Allen is for all the talk that you and I do about football, And we talk about this player and this player, the one stat that matters the most is turnover differential, which like seems so obvious, but we just never talk about it. It's always interesting to me that everybody is just so accepting that Josh Allen is going to turn the ball over one or two times. Well, that one or two turnovers could be the reason why you lose a playoff game. That seems really important.
3: Well, that, I mean, it's also people, they lost the first game of the year against the jets because of his turnovers. They lost. Uh, they were playing the Patriots, and the Patriots were, had no reason to believe they could win that game. Josh started the game with a turnover and let them right back in it. When they, in my opinion, played very poorly in must-win spots down the stretch against the Chargers with Easton Stick, against the Patriots with Bailey Zappi, and then against the Dolphins uh, in Week 18, it was Josh Allen turnovers that kept the opposition in those games. And so it is. people love to say he's a modern-era Brett Favre. By this point in Favre's career, Favre had two MVPs, had been to a Super Bowl, won it, was on his way to another. Like, he's not the modern-era Brett Favre. He is maybe pre-injury Dante Culpepper, and people can say, that's crazy. Go look up Dante with the Vikings before the injuries, before he blew out his knee. I just, I I am wowed by some of the things he can do. But at this point in his career, the fact that he is a turnover machine has to come into the math on how we talk about it.
1: Right now, we're talking to Nick right here for a couple more minutes. I got two final questions for you, Nick. The first question is outside of Chiefs and Bills. This NFL season has been too unpredictable for me to now think that it's going to be chalk. Houston, Green Bay, or Tampa Bay, one of those teams is going to win this week because that's just how the NFL is. I think Tampa's probably the most likely team to win, but also the quarterbacks in Texans and Packers. Jordan Love has actually been really, really good this year, and people didn't figure it out until they beat the Cowboys. And obviously, C.J. Stroud has got a lot of love this year. Which of those three teams do you think is most likely to go on the road and pull off the upset?
3: I think Houston, because I, the I you know, I'm sorry, but Lamar, I've got to see it to, in the postseason to fully believe it with Lamar. That's where he is. And I think Houston, you know, is a totally different team, obviously, than when they played each other in week one. I, Tampa Tampa could win a shootout, I suppose. I, I, I think Tampa can cover, maybe backdoor cover. I think it'd be very, very tough to win that game. And as much as I would love, for Brock Purdy to turn into the pumpkin the deep down, I really think he might be. I don't think I I don't think Green Bay has, despite what they did against Dallas, has the defensive personnel to slow down San Francisco. I think that game is gonna look like a lot of Niner games look this year, where at the end of the first quarter it's fourteen nothing and they get to uh and and they get to play the game on their terms throughout So the one that I think is most likely is the first one, the Houston game. And that really would put a totally different tenor on the bills chiefs matchup the next day, because the winner of that game will know if Houston wins, obviously on Saturday that they get to host the AOC championship game.
1: Last thing here, Nick, we ask everybody this question, give me your chiefs win. If scenario, give me your bills. win if scenario
3: chiefs win, if they don't turn the ball over, um, I mean, it's very like, I, I don't think the chiefs can lose a game. This can lose this game if they have zero turnovers. Um, The bills win. If Josh Allen runs for a hundred yards and, or bills win, if Sean McDermott is super aggressive on fourth downs and they get, like, I think they're going to, I I really, I have a lot of the, the chiefs. In drives that have mattered, essentially, with the starters out there, I think their last 17 drives have scored points on 13 of them, and I think the Chiefs' offense, despite the red zone struggles, is actually playing really well. And I, the red zone in the playoff game, it's weird. Like one touchdown comes off the board on an iffy uh, penalty. One, uh, the, the Mahomes cracked his helmet before the goal line drive. You know, in the sense of the goal line, I also think that if they are in a game where they have to score, be putting up touchdowns, he will try to fit it into tighter windows. I think Mahomes, and I think this is what you alluded to at the beginning, has, you know, realized I can take three points, I can be cautious here, but it doesn't mean he doesn't have the ability to make those plays. So I, you know, I, I really I and I'll be very clear here, as bullish as I've been on the Chiefs all year. If they get Baltimore in Baltimore after the emotions of this game I think that is a really, really difficult spot. But I do not think this game the right team is favored. And I feel very confident about the Chiefs.
1: That is Nick Wright of FS1 joining us on the show today to give us his thoughts on Chiefs and Bills. Coming up on the other side, I have been worried about the turnover differential. I will give you the stats on why the turnover differential is the true key to who wins this game on Sunday. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio.
0: The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On 610 Sports Radio and the...
5: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Odyssey app. Your home for Chiefs football in Kansas City is 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I
1: have been preaching turnover differential in this game. I think it is the most important statistic. Josh Allen is a turnover machine. And it has been very telling to me that everyone from Buffalo we have talked to, whether it was Andre Reid, Hall of Fame wide receiver, whether it was Jeremy White, WGR, host mornings in Buffalo, Everyone just accepts that Josh Allen is going to make mistakes in the game. Those mistakes in postseason games are what get you eliminated and what in your run. The thing that I appreciated most about Patrick Mahomes last postseason and Pat threw 12 interceptions last year was in the three postseason games that they had. He had seven touchdowns and zero interceptions. You still got the dynamic, great plays, but you also got the ball security you needed to go win close games. You don't beat the Philadelphia Eagles with a turnover last year. You won that game because you forced turnovers. That's the difference between really, really good teams is who can protect the football, who wins the turnover margin, and the fact that Buffalo is just resigned to the fact that their quarterback in 18 games had 23 turnovers, and the only player in the NFL who had more turnovers this season was Sam Howell, who will not be a starting quarterback in the league next season, is just alarming. I think these two teams are fairly even. I think it's a coin flip game. One of the reasons why the coin is flipped in Kansas City's favor in these important games is that they have just been better at securing the football than the other team. Buffalo's defense takes it away better than Kansas City's. Buffalo's defense forced 30 turnovers this year. Kansas City's defense only forced 18. These two teams turned it over the same. Which quarterback can protect the football better? Which history would show me that it's going to be Patrick Mahomes? And which team can control the line of scrimmage and run the football effectively? The Chiefs are not winning this game, in my opinion, if we are talking about on Monday that they should have given the ball more to Isaiah Pacheco. And I get causation versus correlation. And if the Chiefs get down late in this game, that they're going to have to. This should be a game in which it is a point of Kansas City to establish the line of scrimmage and get Isaiah Pacheco going because they are a completely different offense when he is having a really, really good day. And I will continue to stress how important turnovers are in this game, especially when you are going up against a quarterback that you know is going to give you one. This isn't the homer opinion. This is what the Buffalo homers are telling
3: you. It's about failed drives. And that's one of the things about Josh Elm. Like he'll, he'll turn the ball over, but more often than not, it's down the field. He has the deepest depth of turnover in the NFL. He throws down the field on a third and long, or he throws down the field on a fourth and whatever. So, you know, whether it's an arm punt, it's a phrase that we've used around here a little bit, there are the careless Josh turnovers, and then there are the ones where it's like, all right, well, whatever. He threw it 38 yards down the field on third down and got picked off. Not going to really worry about it too much. So, uh, Josh playing smart and not making – the big, big mental mistakes, we can live with the turnover here or there. We, we've we've come to totally accept it because it's the only way he knows how to play.
1: If you win the turnover margin plus one in the NFL, you win 68% of your games. If you win the turnover differential by two, you win 81% of your games. Someone on the text line says, CDOT, what do you think of the narrative about Josh Allen's turnovers, that he is more aggressive on third and long, causing more turnovers, but they are similar to punts? This is like a coping mechanism when she tells you that she wants to go on a break. No, man, we we, her and I didn't break up. We're just taking a break. No, you broke up. (laughs) No. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, she packaged it great. You feel better about it. But no, I'm here telling you what that really means. I mean, those turnovers weren't that bad. I mean, it was third and five, and we threw it 20 yards down the field. I mean, we would have just punted anyway you could have gotten the first down. (laughs) You could have retained possession and kept driving and scored. You relinquished possession when you threw an interception. So no. I'm not, no. That is not a stat that I am buying into. Oh, well, depth of turnover. No, that is a coping mechanism. That's something you tell yourself to feel good about the turnovers and why you have constantly come up short in these games. My X factor in this Because I think on one end for Kansas City offensively, Rob, and I'm curious to get your opinion. I think they are going to need a significant play from one of the others in the past game. One of the others. We know how involved Rasheed Rice is going to be. You know how involved Travis Kelsey is going to be. Isaiah Pacheco. I'm not worried about them. You're going to need a big catch from Justin Watson. You're going to need a big catch from Noah Gray at some point. Clyde Edwards Halayer in the screen game. You're going to need, I would say, one to three significant plays from one of your supporting cast. And for the most part, for Kansas City, whether it's been offensively or defensively, they have gotten that from other people. There's probably. 25 guys that you guys have told me, well, they don't win a Super Bowl without X, Y, and Z. Like, we're going real down the list of people that they wouldn't have won a Super Bowl with. If this team is going to make a run, you're going to have to argue that they couldn't win the Super Bowl without Noah Gray and the big catch that he had on third and seven in the third quarter of the game and how that was an important drive for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is one of those kind of games. And I will continue to stress at some point, you are going to get an opportunity to make a play on defense and taking the football away. Do you take the football away? Do you do it? Who is that person? I don't care who it is. Is it Chris Jones? Is it George Karloftis? Does a ball get tipped and it falls in the arms of Nick Bolton? You are going to need, in my opinion, to force one turnover in this game. In order to win it. Those are the things that flip coin flip games in your favor. This is a pure 50-50. Don't let it be a 50-50. Make it a game that is decidedly in your favor because you were the more disciplined team and didn't shoot yourself in the foot with penalties. And you executed in terms of catching the ball with drops. And you also weren't a team that turned the football over and put your defense in bad spots and took points off the board
4: by your own doing. I said it yesterday, and I think it still rings true. This game is the immovable object versus the unstoppable force because everything you're saying is correct. The Bills are going to give you one. They are turnover prone. They are a team that struggles with the turnovers. Josh Allen specifically, you had the stats. He gives the ball away an awful lot, but the Chiefs defense has not been very opportunistic in turnovers. Considering how good that defense is, they do not turn people over very often. So when those Josh Allen YOLO balls show up, we saw one on Monday. Remember the throw he made? He tried to thread a needle and the Steelers player just dropped the pick. The Chiefs are going to need to catch that interception. They are going to need to take advantage of him trying to give you the ball. Because if they don't and you don't force a turnover, you could be in trouble. Because on the other end, it's also the it's world's colliding the other way. Because the Bills are very, very good at turning people over. Their defense is not as good as Kansas City's. I, would not, I don't think anyone would argue that, especially with their injuries they're facing. But they do a great job of taking the football away. They had it in their game Monday. Mason Rudolph threw a pick in the end zone to Kair Elam. They take the ball away to high level. The Chiefs this year, as you have pointed out, have struggled to, t- to give the ball away. So the game's going to be simple to me. Can you limit opportunities for their defense to take the ball away from you? And if you can, play clean football. And when Josh Allen gives you an opportunity, you need to take it. On Monday, this show is going to be talking about two to five plays. And those two to five players are going to be either A, the almost picks the Chiefs had and the picks the Bills did have, or it's going to be B, the picks the Chiefs had and the almost picks the Bills had. Whoever plays not clean, so I think they are both going to be, you know, turnover prone, but the cleaner version of football has a real chance to win and head to the NFC championship game.
1: I also think in this game that you're going to have to be able to weather some kind of storm. No pun intended. You are not going to play a perfect game on the road in Buffalo. Like No one thinks that the Chiefs are going to have zero drops in this game or zero penalties in this game and convert every time that they are in the red zone. But I think what is really encouraging about this game is the Chiefs have weathered almost every single storm that they have had over the last five years. There is going to be a scenario in which that crowd is really going. And I don't know if there is a quarterback in the league. I don't know if there's a quarterback in the world that you rather have in those environments, in that situation, than the one on the side of the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming up on the other side, we'll go through the Sunday slate and get you ready for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. That's all coming up. Keep it right here. It's drive.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. The Drive gives you the game, the matchup, the storylines, and the upset of the week. You trust me? I
1: do.
0: Plus, the official Chiefs prediction. It's time for the Sunday Slate.
1: All right, let's go through a couple of questions that I have about this weekend. Number one, is it going to happen to Baltimore multiple times? Is it going to happen to Baltimore multiple times? I mean, the formula is setting up almost identical to how it's set up for them the last time they were in this position. They were the one seed. They took the last week of the season off. That game was against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They then had a bye week. They played a game from the AFC South. They were at home. They were the favorites. They were the best team in the AFC. And then they started slow and they lost. Is that same thing going to happen? Houston has had a season that nobody expected them to have. They have been one of the worst organizations in the NFL over the last two years. The first team in the Super Bowl era to win their division with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. They won a playoff game last week in a dominating fashion. The Houston Texans are going into Baltimore with house money. You got to remember, they've already played in Baltimore earlier this season. That was the first game of the year. Is lightning going to strike twice? And are we going to be talking about a disappointing effort from Lamar Jackson and that they were eliminated from the postseason because of more rust? I will say this. This is probably as healthy of a version that we have seen for the Ravens. They have been pretty banged up over the last couple of weeks. Not playing for basically three weeks has allowed you to get right and get healthy. Is that enough against a very talented,
4: young, vibrant Houston Texans team? I'm fascinated by that game because... I actually understand everything you're saying. A lot of people are on the Texans. Sean Barber, a friend of ours on the Texans. Pete Sweeney, friend of ours on the Texans. Uh, Nick Wright earlier on the show said he's on the Texans. The Texans are a trendy, popular pick for all the reasons you laid out. But, man, historically, this is where the plucky upstart rookie quarterback won his division, first playoff go-round, bumps his head into a ceiling of a better team. I think the only reason people are worried about this game is Lamar's checkered playoff history. Outside of that, this is usually where the story ends. Remember when Dak Prescott was in his first playoffs and they had a home game against Aaron Rodgers and everyone felt like, oh, Dak can do it. He couldn't do it. His first playoffs, he played the more experienced quarterback, the guy who had been there with a checkered playoff history. I feel like this might be the same. I think we're maybe all jumping on the Texans bandwagon a year too early. I understand no Humphrey, but... I think the Ravens have a chance to absolutely dominate this game and shut up a lot of those critics.
1: Let's move to the second game of the weekend between the Packers and the Niners. Simply put, other than Baltimore, there has not been a team in the NFL that has been able to beat a fully healthy and fully rested San Francisco 49ers team. You got Brock Purdy ready to go. You got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon IU, Trent Williams, all the guys on the defense. Green Bay was able to jump on the Dallas Cowboys and take advantage of the fact that the Cowboys just have nervous energy. I don't think that San Francisco is going to have in this game. I do think that San Francisco wins this game, and I think it's likely that San Francisco kind of reminds us, hey, we've been the best team in the National Football League. I know we have that slip up against the Baltimore Ravens, but let's not get this twisted. There is a reason right now why Vegas has us as the Super Bowl favorite. I'm going to take... San Francisco in this game. I'm going to take San Francisco in this game comfortably.
4: I don't know, man. There, a part of me is really worried because the general thumb is better quarterbacks win in the postseason. And Brock Purdy's a great story. He really is. But let's be honest. Jordan loves the better quarterback and the Niners have owned the Packers. This feels like I think the Niners win, but I think you're chewing your fingernails a little bit more than you think. This feels like. 27, 30, 31, 27 type of energy.
1: Let's go to Sunday afternoon between the Lions and the Buccaneers. What version of the Buccaneers are we going to get? Are we going to get the ones that beat the Carolina Panthers nine to nothing? Because that one is getting absolutely shemoked this weekend. Are we getting the one that dominated the Philadelphia Eagles? I think Tampa Bay keeps this game close, man. I really do. I've just kind of had that feeling all week. I think the game's going to be a little bit Closer than people are expecting. There's going to be an upset this weekend. I wouldn't consider Kansas City to be an upset. There's going to be an upset in one of those other three games. I'm picking Kansas City to win. I'm picking Kansas City to win their game 21-17. I think they are slightly better than buffalo in this scenario i think they're the healthier team i think they're the more well-rested team having those extra couple of days and i just think they're going to protect the football better than i trust buffalo to do so i think it's going to be a great weekend of football appreciate you guys listening appreciate you guys making us part of your week you know what let's do this exact same thing next week getting ready for the afc championship game until then i'll let daniel craig take you home ladies and gentlemen
5: the weekend this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance